0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: Awesome, awesome. Hey, Dom. Cool. Hey, hey. So, welcome, Jared, and everyone listening to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview. I'm your host Dom, and today I have uh, writer, producer, director, actor Jared Cohn, and I hope I pronounced that correctly
2: you did you did a lot of people a lot of people add an extra e Cohen, <laughs> yeah, you got it right, man. I appreciate that,
1: yeah, and we appreciate your time man um and he is here to talk about his new movie. Street Survivors, the true story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Um, so I, I guess I want to start off with um, how did this, you taking uh, taking control of the story come about?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, the Artemis Pyle, the drummer of Leonard Skinner, the original dr- Leonard Skinner, not the band uh, today, not the tribute band today, um, is signed to Cleopatra Records who produced the movie. So it kind of came like that it came about like that and uh Brian who's at Cleopatra Records the CEO, you know, was great friends with Artemis and you know Artemis was on the plane that crashed. You know, he was in the original band, so we all got to talking and, and say hey, wouldn't it be cool to do a, a movie about the plane crash? No one's ever done no one's ever done a movie and we, you know, we have one, we have one of the, the few remaining survivors. And so we, you know, we link, we all linked up. We discussed it. And we got to working on the script. And, you know, I, I got a lot of time, to, you know, I spent a lot of time with Artemis, who's a great guy. I mean, amazing drummer. Rock and, this guy's a rock and roll, Hall <laughs> of Famer drummer. And we have him in the movie. And just what a fantastic story! I mean, the guy—you know—he's playing one thing; he's playing drums, and just sold-out stadiums. Next thing you know, he's on a plane that crashes into uh, and survives. So, you know, and then you got—and then you got the whole Leonard Skinner, all the great songs and music of Leonard Skinner that created this uh, great story.
1: Yeah, and I, and I, I think what was unique about this film was the way that it was told. Um, because very often we get, um, you know, biopics about musicians or bands and um, there's always that kind of question of whether or not some of the events took place or how authentic the information is, but you actually had Artemis, you know, in the film himself speaking and kind of adding context to certain situations and it seemed like that's one of the things I appreciated about it because there was no – me guessing whether or not some of this stuff was factual, because you you have a guy who was there telling the story, helping tell the story. Yeah,
2: no, exactly, and that was important. That uh, you know, I wanted him in there because there's been so many contradictions. People have called him a liar. So you know, all oh, this guy said he didn't do that. He didn't really get shot. You know, he ran away scared, and so to address exactly what you said to address all the people that said other things happened. We put the real guy in there. And then at the end of the day, nobody can point a finger at me, you know, the director and saying, Oh, I made the lies up. It's like, no, actually the guy who's in the movie (laughs) is the real guy. So
1: so, you know, don't point your finger at me. You know, um, are you a fan of the music? Does that add to, like, a layer of, like, uh, kind of excitement to doing this project?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys are just rock and roll. Um, I mean, some of their songs just, they just hit. I mean, most of them are just fantastic. Some of them are just incredible. I mean, there's not really a bad Leonard Skinner song. I mean, there are songs that I like better, and there are songs that are, like, hits, you know, commercially. But, I mean, all all in all, like, every song they put out is, is really well done, you know, from a, the musicality stand, standpoint.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, a, you know, there's always a weird mystique around um, when artists pass too soon from freak accidents, and it always adds to some kind of lore of conspiracy theories and things of that sort, and you know i had heard about the plane crash but you know i was i wasn't even born when it happened so everything i heard was second hand reading on the internet uh so yeah to to see it actually happen uh especially when it gets to the plane crash it's it's a lot more intense than i expected it it was really done well
2: oh thank you thank you yeah i uh yeah. Yeah. yeah, That means a lot. Thank you. You know, as a filmmaker, uh, you know, you're, it's always good to hear that, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you're on a plane and it runs out of gas, you know, and you're still on that plane, uh, it's a dicey situation. So I kind of, you know, I wanted to put the audience, you know, take them out of the audience he put them into the plane as much as I can. And, uh, let them sort of experience you know, that dissent uh, yeah. for, for a bit because, I mean, if you're on a plane yeah, I mean, if you're going down you know you're going down and you're probably going to die uh, I mean, that's that's dicey
1: Yeah Was, uh, so. was there anything that was um, particularly difficult while making this film? Because I know like making a story like this you probably you might have like you know family members of some of the old uh, the other band members trying to you know get you not to make it or make sure you get things correct was there anything that was particularly difficult in you trying to get the story done uh, the right way
2: Yeah I mean the the widow uh of the lead singer uh Judy Van aunt yeah, she uh she had actually sued us and won and the movie was illegal. She got the movie to be banned for a little bit. So that uh-huh. was Yeah, that was really difficult. And then she was <laughs> being really evil about it. Yeah, yeah. Like took us to court, federal court, sued us, spent millions of dollars and won. Uh and then we of course appealed the decision because, you know, she was wrong and then we won and then we had her decision overturned so yeah, she was definitely hating on the movie. Um, I don't. And I don't even think she saw the movie, but it was a whole court, two court cases, and you know, depositions and blah 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 blah. But yeah, so that was difficult. The difficult. She created a lot of stress in my life that I could have done without. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah I I would think that you know you want the story told. I mean, it's one thing to have a story written about. But for people to kind of see, like, you know, it was a happy time, and they were on the up and up with career-wise, and, uh, you know, it was unfortunate, but you you want people to know the story, be able to see the story, contextualize everything. So, yeah, I don't know why she would want to stop it from happening. Yeah,
2: I mean, she honestly, I think for her, like, she's such a control freak and you know the fact that you know we had actually tried to get you know some you know there them to kind of get behind it and whatever be like mm-hmm. hey we, you know we could all like you know make, you know add more elements to the movie and make it you know they show this and or, but she was well, you know she she wanted to try to have it her you know she's a control freak and then he kind of takes you know a little bit of control or someone like that and they freak out and you know a water under the bridge for me you know you right, got got right.
1: um, So to get more uh, particular with you, um, you know, according to you know IMDb, you have you know like thirty seven director credits and uh, I believe like thirty seven. Acting credits and writing credits um what aspect of the business is um your favorite um,
2: I, you know i love directing you know i love directing i love acting uh if it's a cool role I haven't acted in uh in in quite some time now in, in like a good role um i yeah, I would love to, I would love to do to, to do another acting role. I mean I love directing. Um producing is, is is I'm getting more much more into uh producing and and I really like that. I really like producing because you have the control, you have the the power, uh you know, you call the shots. And you know, when you get hired to direct you know, you get the job, you do the job, job's over, you go home, then you're out of, you know, you need, you're unemployed. You need another job. <laughs> same thing with acting. You know, but if you're producing, that means you got the power, you can, okay, I'm going to produce this film. Okay, you know what, I'm going to produce, this film's over, I'm going to produce another film. And then I'm going to produce five more films after. And at the same time, you can, I, you know, as a producer-director, you can say, you know, I'm going to produce this film, and I'm going to direct this film. And then... I'm going to do it that five more times this year.
1: Uh right.
2: So I I'm I'm trying to not yeah, trying, I'm getting more into that that direction because you just you know, it sucks going from job to job and then not right. knowing where your next job is going to be. You know, I mean, that's the freelance life I've been living that for like 20 plus years and but <sighs> you know, I'm t- turn you know pivoting pivoting right
1: and and uh i wanted i believe the before street survivors i believe the last movie i watched of yours was devil's revenge last year (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i I, which was really a really cool story um and i noticed a lot of your um films are
0: more in the whole say goodbye
1: Horror genre or like the um almost thriller action type um would you say that that's yeah. kind of accurate thing
2: that is that accurate and i appreciate you saying uh you know thriller action as well uh, i really do because a lot of people uh, say, you know are like oh you're a horror just a horror guy and i'm like no i do other stuff it's Yeah, 'cause I don't like to be nobody likes to be pigeonholed, right? You know, like you're that just this guy, that guy. But I really, you know, thank you so much for for saying thriller and action because yes, I do a lot of I I do thrillers, I do action. I you know I've done a comedy, uh, done a drama, but uh, yeah, I I I I I don't like to. I mean, have I done a bunch of horror movies? Absolutely, Uh, and I'm proud of that. But I, I I have more stories to tell. You know, um, there's a lot of great screenplays and stories that that I think would be would make for great movies. And you know, I'm not saying oh I have this one story I'm so super passionate to tell. That may come, and I do have stories that I feel about that of of real life stories of real people that have lived these you know amazing lives or or at least. I've had something incredible happen to them that I would think would make fantastic movies. And there's so many of them. It's, it's uh and there's so many great books and, and, and stories, but um, uh, you know, a great story is a great story. Whether, you know, a hundred people get killed, you know, it's a war movie or if it's a love story and you got, you know, two people star crossed lovers or, or a comedy, you know, that's a great story. Like, huh. It doesn't matter, like, what genre it is. It's, it's a, a great story is a great story.
1: For sure. And, and that was one of the things I was thinking of, you know, after watching Street Survivors. I was like, okay, I like the way that he did this. I wonder if there's any other, you know, artist, uh, bio- whether it be a musician or be, like, an actor. Because we've all heard these crazy, you know, music industry stories and crazy Hollywood stories and, you know, the way that this one was set up, I was like, I wonder if he'd be down to do some other ones. Cause I think there's a a big, um, you know, gap of those stories not being out as much. You know, we hear them through podcasts and stuff like that, but we don't see them in film uh, form very often. And usually when we see them, you know, everybody loves them, but then they're kind of few and far between.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's definitely, I mean, there's so many bands, so many, it's, it's imp- it'd be like crazy to, uh, I mean, I think that's the, the studio, that's what, like major studios, you know, that they made Bohemian City and, mm-hmm. um, you know, El- Elton John, but I mean, why, and there's been a lot of independent biopics put out there and, I mean, sometimes there are. You know, sometimes these movies get made and just nobody sees them. And, I that's mean, true. that may be the case with this with this Leonard... I mean, maybe nobody will see this movie and, uh, and then people will ask, oh, wouldn't it be cool if someone made a Leonard Skinner movie? You just never <laughs> know. Like, some movies... You know what I mean? Like,
1: right.
2: it's so much content out there and that's another thing. Like, things just get lost. And, and it could be a great movie. Uh... It could be a great. I watched this great movie the other night, uh, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." And then I was like, "I was like, is this new?" And it came out like a few years ago, and I was like, "Oh wow, well, can't believe I never heard of this." <laughs> um, and then you just, it, it, the things just. There's so much content. You go on like Apple TV or Roku or, you know, whatever, and you're just scroll. Now it's just, you just going page after page, and that's just what's on the featured home travel, wow. like, I and mean, you start searching and it's, I mean, there's so much content. It's, it's, it's like, you, it never ended. You you could spend your entire life continuing to watch oh, sure. it in front of you. Sure.
1: and you, and,
2: and you would, and you would die and there would be, you would not have missed it, watched it all.
1: Right. And that's, and that's one of the things I've been pushing, uh, especially now during this whole Corona thing, you know, uh, people keep asking, "Oh, when the theaters are gonna open back up?" And I'm like, look, there. If you go video on the there is a lot of great movies, and you just gotta like take that chance to like, you know, pay that. And I feel like people have this weird uh, gap of like, "Okay, I don't, I want to, pay for it in the theaters, but don't want to pay for it at home," which is kind of weird to me. But because um, I live in I live in the South, so like Leonard Skinner it is giant down here. I mean, you can't go a summer without hearing Freebird rolling down the street. Um So I definitely yeah. think that um you know this can get it'll get good traction at least where I'm at. <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah yeah I, I'm with you. Like there's so much content out there, you know that it is that you can never watch it all. Um, I just think people don't know exactly where to go as far as like new releases that are like video on demand, uh, especially now because they're not used to that. Um, but that's that's the main thing I've been trying to push to people. Like every podcast I've done, like hey, there's plenty of movies I've I've been watching them. Go ahead, like
2: <laughs> yeah, no, there's no shortage. People, the old model. I think uh, is sort of uh, you know go, going a little you know pe- 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 people people want to go go out and see movies but it's a different yeah it's like some movies new movies coming out there's 19 19.99 Iran, and rent and then there's other movies like 4.99 3.99 it's like I, I can understand not wanting to pay you know 19.99 like you would pay at a theater to watch at home. But if, if if it's a brand new release, you know,
1: mm-hmm. then
2: I mean, pay what you feel. I, I don't know, you know. Not yeah It's a tough thing to say because I buy. I, I pay. I go on Amazon. All I wanted to watch. uh, What was that? The, the King of Staten Island, and I paid twenty dollars mm-hmm. to watch it. It just came out in uh, theaters. Uh, I was like, oh well, am I going to pay twenty dollars to watch this movie at home? Oh, uh, and you know, but I've been I've been, I've been hearing about it. like it, it. It was a movie that I would have seen in the movie theaters, so right, I did right, but I paid the twenty. So I was like, you know, what? out of res- I'm a filmmaker, out of respect to, and I didn't feel bad. You know, I, I the movie wasn't as what I kind of thought it was going to be like, so to speak, but. Um. Whatever you know, what? it was well done and well acted, and uh, you know I'd rather give my twenty dollars to some, even though it's probably you know probably bigger studio or whatnot. You know I support I support supporting the entertainment industry. You know we right. got all got AMC, AMC's going out of business, and all these movie theaters are going out of business. So you know, not like my twenty dollars is really going to go a long way, but. Uh, things are definitely changing because of the, 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 the virus.
1: Right. Yeah, kind of do everything out of whack in a weird way. Um, yeah. So, what do you, I know you have, you probably have some upcoming projects. I know I see one that says uh, Her Deadly Groom, the uh, TV movie that's going to yeah. be released in August, and then you have one that's in post-production, Good Friday.
2: Um, uh, her Deadly Groom, yes, that's coming out August eighth. Um, that will be coming out on uh, Lifetime Television. Um, oh. I, I that was the one I, pr- I produced and directed. Yeah, um, uh, Good Friday that got put on hold. Yeah, that, that I, I actually needs to get taken down from IMDb. Uh, that may return. Uh, but uh, there were some, uh, I think, some financial hiccups or whatever. But yes, her deadly groom is coming out. I got a shark movie coming out, um, and but yeah, Leonard Skinner. That's that's kind of what I'm focused on, and having some projects being uh, whipped together right now as well. Some additional stuff. Nice.
1: Um. So yeah, uh, everybody needs to watch this Leonard Skinner. Street survivors. Uh, it's uh, it's a story that like we've all like we've all heard whispers of, mm-hmm. um, but this, to, to see it contextualized in this way, um, it kind of makes you know every band member that you know, especially like this lead singer, it kind of gives them a realness that you know, you unless you saw them in person, you might not have experienced them as an actual person, so we get to see, like, the the personality, we get to see, you know, how they actually, how close they were, um, because we all, we can all assume before seeing this how they were, but seeing it kind of adds that level of realness that wasn't there before, at least for myself. Yeah,
2: Uh, I mean, I'm good, you know, definitely tuning in, everybody, you know, people, if they want to check it out, I think, uh. Yeah, you know, you'll be able to get to see uh, a little bit of insight. That's
1: For it. sure. Uh well I, and I don't wanna I don't wanna take up too much more of your time. Um is there anything else that you would like to add?
2: Uh no, uh I mean I think, you know, I really appreciate you having me on. Um no, I think that's it, man. You know, just you know, check in, check out the Leonard Skinner movie, you know, please tell everybody Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner. Uh Rock and roll, Freebird. You know? Shout out shout out Cleopatra Entertainment, Cleopatra Records,
1: making movies. Leonard Skinner. For sure, man. We appreciate you stopping by and, and you know, volunteering some time for us. And uh yeah, man, it's great it's a great movie and hopefully, you know, we can Chop this, chop it up again some other time. When you have a another movie coming out, um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you. Thank you, man, But You too. Have a have a great day, man.
2: Good to, good to talk to you. Thank you so much.
1: You too, man. See
2: you. All
1: right, take it. Bye bye.